0: and welcome to this week's Lead Hership Global podcast episode. And I am so excited about this week because we have none other than Orly Amore. She is a business coach for public speakers. She is internationally known speaker, author of several books, and the founder of the Social Wow Factor Conference. She is dynamite. And today, Orly is going to be talking to us about monetizing your message through public speaking and if you have ever thought of being a public speaker this podcast is for you you know the latest numbers for public speaking industry are almost beyond belief according to the latest report from the brokerage of speakers and coaches the world has get this one million too few speakers and one million too few coaches. In fact, there are approximately 64,000 events every single day that need speakers. And importantly, there's more than $100 billion spent on speakers for business meetings, organizational conferences, and special events per year. Even with the new normal, even amidst most of our events taking place virtually now, we still see $100 billion spent for speakers worldwide. In fact, companies are hiring speakers multiple times to fit their need to adapt and innovate and reach smaller groups more effectively. The need for speakers and coaches has increased a thousand percent in 2020. But you know, many entrepreneurs still don't know how to really leverage their skills and experience to maximize their earning potential and many professional speakers are still struggling to get bookings and to make a lucrative income sharing their expertise as a speaker. Our guest today, Orlia Moore, has worked with hundreds of speakers, authors, coaches, and entrepreneurs and helped them triple or quadruple their income through public speaking. As an internationally known speaker, business coach for public speakers, and the author of several books, Orly will share with us the many opportunities available for business owners and public speakers to grow their brand and position themselves as subject matter experts. Today, Orly will share the secret of the speaking business industry as only a 24-year veteran can. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about Orly. As an internationally known speaker, business coach for public speakers and an author of several books, Orly shares the many opportunities available for business owners and public speakers to grow their brand and position themselves as a subject matter expert. Orly specializes in showing professionals how to get booked as a speaker by helping them create their system, their blueprint, and their business model to make more money in less time. Isn't that the secret that everyone wants? Now, get this, Orly speaks three languages fluently, and she's earned her MBA in law degree, and her extensive experience as a certified behavioral analyst has made her absolutely indispensable as a coach to many influential corporate leaders around the world. Orly recently published a book called Public Speakers, You're Not All That, 12 Reasons Why Event Planners Won't Hire You. The book became an instant bestseller. The sequel to the book will be launching on May 1st, 2021, coming out right now, called Public Speakers, You're Still Not All That, How to Navigate the Paid Virtual Speaking Circuit. Listen in today as Orly shares her top tools, techniques, and strategies for setting yourself up for success as a public speaker. Thank you, Orly, for joining us today.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Linda. <laughs> that, that was a hell of an introduction. I mean, uh, yes, <laughs> it's so long, right? I mean, we have so much to talk about. It. <laughs> well, is, you are amazing. worth it, Orly,
0: <laughs> because you deserve all of that and more. It's important uh, yes, that yes. people recognize what an incredible expert you are.
1: So yeah, every time I hear it, I actually ask myself, Is she talking about me? (laughs) When I hear it from other shows, I was like, are they talking about me? (laughs) That's because you're
0: also really humble. But let's start with talking about your journey. Tell us a little bit about what's led you to have such passion around public speaking and actually helping business owners create success through public speaking.
1: And that's a great question. Thank you, Linda. Um, you know, I, I was speaking in the world of uh, property management for so long, and I really didn't want to share my personal story. So I never really, I really just deviated from that and was very well versed in property management and real estate and traveling the country and all of Canada, because uh, that's where I'm from, to, to just help people with their stuff in property management and it's a thankless job. So, well, well, we won't go there too much, but I was, I did start as a, as a speaker in that field. And as I moved to Florida, my girlfriend said to me, you know, I'd like you to come and speak at this women's shelter. And I said, what do you want me to speak about? Uh, property management, seriously. So (laughs) I was joking. And at the same time, I was like, are you kidding? And she said, no, I want you to come and tell your story. And, and this is where you know the rubber meets the road for some people, where it's a pivotal point in their life, right? And we all have a story. So I don't want to take away from your audience's story. We all have one that was a pivotal point for us to want to make a difference in the world or to make a, to make a change, right? and for me this is my this was my pivotal point where she was relentless and uh, we all have an annoying friend by the way right and so she was calling me almost every single day for 3 weeks and after 3 weeks i said to her okay listen i already told you no why me there's other speakers that speak on the subject matter why me she said, well, you have this bubbly personality everywhere we go. Everybody hugs you. People who don't even know you hug you. So I I just want you to come and give this you, these women hope. You're like a social butterfly and you live a life that most people dream about. So just come and talk to these women, you know. And I said, okay, what do I have to do to get you off my phone? <laughs> I was so afraid of telling my story. You have to, under- this is why I'm telling you this, because people are afraid of telling their story. People are afraid of being vulnerable. People are afraid of being judged. And this is one of my, this is going to be one of my TEDx talks. So it's all about, you know, being scrutinized and, and and judged by your audience because you don't know what they're thinking. And so that's why I avoided it. And finally, I said yes. And, and a few months later, I was speaking at the shelter. And after I got done speaking, and I will tell you my story because it's so important that when I got off the stage, um, everybody of course was coming up to me and it was very weird because I was not used to it. Uh, my first motivational speech ever, of course I hired a coach for it. So I'm, I'm basically short, shortening the story a little bit. And they were thanking me for giving them hope for for sharing, thank you for sharing, thank you for giving me hope and hugs, which I was not used to in property management, I'll tell you this, you know, it's a very thankless job. So all of a sudden people are giving me hugs and crying on my shoulder. And this one woman came up to me and was crying profusely. We couldn't even calm her down. And she said, you don't understand, thank you. And I said, no, I do understand, sweetheart, you gotta calm down. She said, no, you don't understand. I said, no, please calm down. And of course, back and forth, we went until she yelled at me, no, you don't understand. And I was really taken aback by that. So she took out a piece of paper out of her pocket and she showed it to me. And she said, you see here, this is how I was going to kill myself this morning. In fact, I do not remember the drive from my house to the shelter because here is not where I was going. You see here, but I heard you speak and I want to live. I just need you to show me how wow, that is powerful. Yes. Here I am crying, everybody around us crying. I have goosebumps still telling this story. This is, this happened many years ago. And what I shared on stage is my personal story, which I'll share with you in 18 seconds so that we don't harp on it. But Like I said, everybody has a story. I was a beaten up child. I was molested four times before the age of 14. I was raped three times before the age of 22, twice gang raped, nine months apart, left for dead. I was married to a very abusive husband, both mentally and physically. And as a result of that, I had four abortions and I gained a morbid amount of weight. I was 428 pounds at my heaviest. And still, I put myself through school. I have an MBA, a law degree, as you mentioned. And, and all of these things, I took myself out, right? And not everybody's as strong, maybe. Not everybody has the means or the tools or the, the mindset to get out. And, you know, of course, I had to do some work on myself. But at the end of the day, I realized that that moment, this was my pivotal point, was that I need to share my story. Because in the art of sharing, there's contribution and you never know whose life you're going to change. And it became a quest. I don't want to do property management anymore. This is what I want to do. I literally just changed my whole view of what I wanted to do. And I became certified as a behavior analyst. And then I started the journey of just speaking all over the place and creating a program of my own for Mindset Mastery. And I travel the world in, in teaching in corporations, the, the, the salespeople, how to close the deal 98% of the t- time through profiling, not through sales 101, because I don't know how to do that, but I definitely taught them how the brain works. However, you know, how to deal with personality types, which I'm uh, trained, the trainer in disc, which a lot of people know what that is. And then also ego state, human ego state, there's five of them. And if you control both, then you're able to, not waste time with people who will never buy from you, and then how to deal with people who will buy from you and how to go forward with the conversation. Travel the world, 26 countries, 18 states.
0: And the one thing I would say, Orly, is you know I know you and um, we've become friends. And of course, I know your personal story. But every time I hear it, I am struck by the degree of transformation that you've created in your life. And I think it was through the experience of being able to tell your story in a public stage that really sparked that initial sort of recognition and realization of the kind of impact you can have with others for others by telling your story. And so that really ignited in you this passion to help other people tell their story in as equally authentic and genuine way. And I just think that's remarkable. And the transformation that you have orchestrated in your own life is nothing other than just awe-inspiring.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. So I continued my journey as a speaker and traveled the world, and I've always been paid to speak. And then I ended up in a conference in June, 2010, I ended up at a conference in Austin, Texas. And I was in the break room for speakers and these three guys came over to me and I I never get tired of telling the story. It's in the book too. I never get tired of telling the story because it was my, again, pivotal point and aha moment, right? Um, These guys came over to me and said, aren't you Orly Amor? I said, yeah, do I know you? Sorry, don't remember. And one of them said, well, um, no, we've never met officially, but we've seen you on the circuit. And in my head, I was like, well, I don't know what circuit. I'm a corporate speaker. (laughs) But it's okay. You probably saw me once or twice at a conference. Anything is possible. And so we introduced ourselves and started networking, as we do in most of these occasions. And at one point, one of them just said, you know, I'm just curious. How did you get this gig? I said, I don't know. I called. I told them what I speak about. They paid me, and I'm here. They all looked at me like if I had three heads, you got paid. And I'm like, uh oh, you guys didn't. They're like, no, we got our expenses paid, but we didn't get paid. I said, oh, no, I got paid and I got my expenses paid. And they said, well, we want to know how you did that. And now, you know me. So I (laughs) facetiously and jokingly, I said, well, if I tell you, I'm going to have to charge you. But I was just joking but I was just joking. So I said, so they said, okay, name your price. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So I got very intrigued by that. And I said, okay, I'll get back to you on that. And in the beginning of that year, I I announced to my business coach that I would like to impact the lives of 200 million people by 2025. This is a long story that I'm just making very simple and short. So um when i went home i realized that there's a problem why are speakers not getting paid and you know me by now where i am going to defend the ones who can't defend themselves why were those speakers not paid that is not fair why should i be paid and they're not we're not nobody's better than the other i don't believe that they gave good information i gave good information why shouldn't they be paid So I started my little journey of asking event planners, why are you paying certain people and not paying other people? I started slowly, but then I went all the way to interviewing over 3,400 event planners that pay speakers for that book that I published, you know, because I was fed up of hearing that people are not getting paid. And then I was also not happy about hearing that my friends were not making money. Right. And so I decided to create something called a business in a box for public speakers, but I wasn't sure that I wanted to coach speakers because a couple of years before that incident, I had a friend friends of mine around my pool in Florida, where I told them that it's um, it's minimum wage to make 150k in in a year in public speaking. That's like minimum wage. It's like uh, working for McDonald's for twenty thousand dollars a year, right? And they said, what, are you crazy? Some of us make 50, some of us make 70, 80, 100, that's pushing it, 150, you're out of your mind, Orly. And I said, okay, you do you, I'll do me. They hate when I say that, <laughs> right? And, um, and, and at the time, you know, I, I, I was thinking they're at my house, uh, I'm next to the pool, they might push me in. So let me not tell them that I'm tripling that right now. Right, right? and if you know how to do math, <laughs> and and now it's fast forward to these guys in Arlington. And then there's the fact that now I'm, I'm, I'm in Florida thinking about this idea of the business in a box. Maybe I should show people how to make this money because it's super easy. It's not hard. And that's how my journey began to help speakers. That's
0: great. And since then, you've worked with over 100 speakers to find their niche and monetize it as their coach. So what is the one piece of advice, Orly, that you've given speakers to find their unique voice, their unique area of expertise, their niche, the expertise that is really unique to them, that helps differentiate them as a speaker from everybody else that's available to speak on that topic?
1: How do you help them with that? That is so amazing as a question, Linda. Oh my goodness. Here is the thing with time, right? Um, In time, a lot has changed in this industry. So let's say 10 years post, you know, before the pandemic, because we need to speak about how that 10 years before the pandemic has changed this industry. 180, that's a big shift, right? Every day for 10 years, a lot of people woke up one morning and said, I'm a public speaker and I need to be speaking. I know I have the best idea on planet Earth and I'm the best at it, right? And it's okay. Let's give credit where credit is due. You might be good at it. But how many speakers speak on leadership? How many speakers speak on motivation? How many people speak on getting organized or whatever the topic is? Or mindset. The or yeah. Mindset and, and NLP. Oh my God, when I hear that, it's like, oh God, right? And here's the thing. They don't even walk their talk, right? So how many people do you know that teach people how to make a million dollars, but they never met, went made a million dollars in their whole life put together? So that becomes a little... Key for event planners to say, oh, do I hire this person or not? That's the first thing. The second thing is the word niche is so passe. It's long, it's long gone, long, 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 long gone. Because what's really missing in the industry, Linda, is diversity, variety, and women speakers. That is a big, big one. Still today, I don't know what date we are today. We are in 2021. We are still 1% of the population of speakers. Women are just 1% of all the speakers in the world. That is killing me. That's like really like irking. My heart is like ripped apart just thinking about it, really, because women speakers, event planners are starving for women speakers. Can you believe it? Starving, amazing. And then you see all these events. There's women there, right? And then you're thinking, wait a minute, there's so many women out there, still 1%, still 1%, unbelievable, right? Yes. So to your point of niche or how do I stand out is really my superpower because it's about taking their passion and making that the thing that stands them out, which means is that if you're a lead, I can take 10 leadership speakers And completely give them different titles that will make them stand out. What they need to be is intriguing, sexy, and marketable.
0: That is so great to think about those three aspects, sexy, marketable, intriguing. That's great.
1: Right. Because there was a survey made on on the most stressful jobs in North America uh, alone. uh, That's Canada and the United States. Number one was um, military jet fighter, plane pilot. Number two was, uh, air traffic controller. And number six was event planner. We need to make it easy for them. 48% of speakers don't even respond to event planners. 48%. How do you want to get hired? Do you know why they don't answer them? No. How come? because they don't have their stuff together. I don't wanna say the word. It also starts with the letter S. They don't have their stuff together. They don't have it in the way that the event planners wanna see it. So then they're scrambling away and they're taking too long. So the event planner went to someone else already. So 48% don't answer the emails because they don't have it. So what I did is that I said, you know what? they don't know what they're doing, why don't I make it for them? I will build it for them so that they don't have that excuse. It's ready to go. And when the event planner asks for it, boom, they have it. An entire
0: media kit for a speaker. So their pitch, their bio, their uh, everything an event planner would need to be able to book that speaker, you
1: help them create. I created for them and there's no more media kit and pitch. They don't need any of that. This is so old stuff. This again, it's old stuff. They really don't need it as much. So I ask event, I mean, uh, speakers, two things. Do you have a good message? Of course they're gonna say yes, right? And are you a good speaker? And of course they should say yes, no matter what. If they're passionate about their subject matter, they just, they should just say yes, right? And then the third question is, which one of the two do you think event planners are most interested in? One, two, or both? Both. They
0: should be interested in both.
1: Okay. What if I told you? Neither. It's a trap. Oh my gosh. Right? I get this all the time. I get get people all the time. Same reaction. I love your reaction. And the, the reason is that event uh, speakers need to change their mindset. What event planners are interested in is how you show up, meaning be on time and finish on time. That's it. Now everybody's scrambling along. What is the hottest topic out there? What is the hottest thing I should be talking about? Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Be on time, finish on time, have your stuff together and get it to the event planner when they need it, please. Know what you're doing and they'll be happy.
0: Wow, that seems so easy. But I will tell you, Orly, as I listen to you, I just think there's so much wisdom in the idea of preparing and being ready and responsive to the need in the marketplace. Now, I know as the founder of the Social Wow Conference, as well as the Global Mentoring Center, Um, and as we've noted, you're an internationally known speaker yourself, as well as a business coach for public speakers and the author of several books about public speaking, you know exactly what it takes for your clients to be successful. So I've got to ask you, what do you think are the top three actions that you can take as a public speaker to make more money in less time?
1: Great question again. So one is don't get ready, be ready. That's for sure. Just be ready and be consistent in your activity every single day. What I teach my clients to do, I do every single day so that I can be very close to the ground and very close to what's happening. And also, uh, and consistency is definitely key, uh, key, And the third thing is follow-up, follow-through, follow-up, follow-through. If you do, it's, The money is in the follow-up, or as I just learned, it's the fortune is in the follow-up. Something that is more um, uh, English-speaking world has to, that's what I learned just a couple of days ago. <laughs> that I was saying it wrong the whole time. Nobody corrected me. The fortune is in the follow-up. <laughs> and, and so it's true. It's all in the follow-up the more you follow up with the event planners when you're getting and be organized oh my goodness you got to be organized you got to track your systems you got to make sure that you have everything in place so you know i always refer to shark tank if anybody has ever seen that show it's an amazing show on mentality of a business owner right because what they're really showing you it's not about it's not only about the numbers but it's about business mindset right Business mindset is about tracking numbers and tracking systems, because if you don't have the systems in place and you don't know how to track numbers, how will you know if what you're doing is correct or it's going in the right direction? A lot of people want to make two, three dollars $300,000 a year. Well, if you're on the third quarter, I mean, on the third quarter, and you're still at $50,000, we have problems, Houston, right? We have a problem. <laughs> That's right. You need to tweak that a little early on, <laughs> right?
0: That's great. And you also talk about the do's and don'ts of creating a public speaking business. And you talked a little bit about it just now. You have to have the systems in place. You have to have an impeccable follow through. You have to have really diligent follow up. But what do you think is the most important thing to do and the most important thing not to do in creating a public speaking business? Well, one
1: um There's a few things actually, which is very cool. Number one, stop filling out those forms, applications and abstracts on the internet. You gotta think about who's reading them because nobody's reading them really, right? If you think about it, there's thousands of these being filled out every single day. Do you really think there's somebody at the other end of this really reading each and every one? I don't think so, right? So stop doing that, that's a waste of time. See, in the time that it'll take me to fill out a form, I can make 10 emails to other events. Think about it that way. How am I using my time, right? Time management is very important. And stop thinking that speaker bureaus are gonna book you, speaker bureaus, National Speakers Association, not that there's anything wrong with them. A lot of people take me wrong when I say this, but at the end of the day, think about why would they book you instead of the celebrity status kind of people, celebrities, athletes, actors, and politicians who can bring them a ton of money because that's how they make money. So they might just take your application and they might take your money if they are a membership type of bureau or or whatever. So that's how they make money. And that's great because they made some money on you. (laughs) Stop spending that money. So that at least that you'll save that money. Let me save you some money, right? and then uh, bureaus will not book you or maybe you'll get a little carrot once a year. Now, if you're the type of speaker that wants to speak once a year, then go ahead and do that. I'm the type of speaker that likes to speak eight to 12 times a month, (laughs) maybe a different different caliber of work ethic, right? (laughs) So that depends on you, but stop doing that and thinking that speaker bureaus are gonna be your exit out, it's not right? And and the, the last but not least is that to contact event planners through LinkedIn, you will be blacklisted. Don't do it. The problem is that they go and watch you through LinkedIn. They won't go to your website. Like I said, they are the most stressful jobs in America. So they'll go just take a snippet of who you are on LinkedIn to at least see that you have a social presence, that you have a few testimonials. Maybe you have a couple of videos. Thank God, thank God, thank God. You have at least a bio, you have a banner that looks good, whatever that is. And and I do that for my client. I just look at it. I'm not a specialist about LinkedIn or anything like that, but I know their mentality and they're not going to go read your whole thing. They don't have the time. Remember that, right? So they're going to just look at what you give them and they'll be happy and it's moving on, right? So uh, those are the three major things I would say. Yeah,
0: really smart advice and um, really thought provoking too, because I guarantee that most speakers fall into the trap of just simply using LinkedIn to connect, or, or I should say, most speakers fall into the trap of using LinkedIn to connect with event planners. They They use LinkedIn to try to further their visibility, raise their profile, and connect with event planners. So that's really great advice. And Orly, you said something earlier that I was really struck by. You noted that only 1% of all the speakers in the world are actually women. And this is true in every single speaking category. Beginners, wannabes, part-time, full-time, corporate trainers, politicians, athletes, celebrities – And you said the industry is literally starving for more women speakers. So what can women do to prepare for a career as a public speaker?
1: I think women need to just own their power, not to think small, think big. We have a lot of power. And I think that also what women are thinking is they have the imposter syndrome. Who would want to listen to my story? Who would really want to listen to my message and pay for it? And how much should I charge and who would want to pay for this? Right. I had a, a a woman come up to me just on a small conversation. Really, it was not I was not even helping her as a speaker yet, but she was a coach. And she's told me how much she charges. And I said, the next client you have, I want you to double that just for a test, whether he take, you know what, if he doesn't take you on, I'll give you $200 just to cover the time you spent with him because she had a client coming up. I said, I want you to double that cost. And without blinking an eye, he took the, he paid, he paid for the double And unless I would have made her do that, she didn't believe enough in herself to be charging so much money. And I think that that's what women are lacking, that self-confidence to be charging for what they do. So here's my message to all these women. It's very, very important. I want them to think about wherever they are right now, this minute in their life. I don't care how old you are. I I don't care about your story, where you're working, what you've done. Children, marriage, divorces, um, health issues, whatever that is. You are here today and you've paid for it. You've paid for it with money, blood, sweat, time, heartaches, hardships. You've paid for it dearly. Why would you give it away? You have paid enough. It's time for payback. You know, and it's time to get really well paid. It's a beautiful industry. And just to give you a little bit more incentive, it is called for that from now to 2021 to 2022, this industry will grow by $13.2 billion. Wow. There is room for you. There is a need for you. And there is money for you. Go get the piece of the pie.
0: I love that. I tell you, Orly, that in and of itself is so incredibly motivating. So thank you. Now, to wrap up our conversation, because you are on Leadership Global Podcast, we're going to take a little bit of a shift in the conversation now and ask you, what is the best leadership advice that you've ever received that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: That's a great question. I love it. Um, one is never listen to anyone else that is a naysayer or anybody that is not there to lift you up. Um, I like constructive criticism more than just criticism, right? If it's constructive in this in the, you know, or not you should or could or would or need to, it's more about have you thought about right? If somebody comes back with, have you thought about doing it this way? It's more of a constructive food for thought. I like that. That is to, that's who I should, I need to be listening to. So how I listen to whom I listen to is one of the leadership advice that I got. The other one was not to give up no matter what anybody says and to forge my own way. Because the moment I follow somebody else's way, I, be, I no longer become a leader. I become a follower.
0: Wow, that's really insightful. That's actually super powerful, Orly. Thank you. And I have got to tell you that, of course, you know that I hold you incredibly high regard. I just think you are just a remarkable woman. You are an inspiring leader. You are a good friend. You are all those things tied in a beautiful package. So I really want to say thank you. Thank you for giving us an hour of your time. Thank you for sharing so generously your expertise, your knowledge, your experience. And thank you also for sharing your story. I Of course, I knew your story. It's incredibly powerful. It's um, incredibly emotional. But the fact that you have taken such a... Really traumatic set of circumstances and experiences, and transform them into such a gift for other people is honestly just truly awe-inspiring. Orly, thank you, thank you for spending your time with the members of Lead Hership Global.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it and very grateful.
0: Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power, and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week.